All right, everybody. Well, the avalanche and the lightning might be off for the day, but that doesn't mean exciting things can't happen. And for us in the avalanche land, it was award show day. And this guy behind me here over this way came out with an award. Two of them, actually. Color me shocked. I have to say that I honestly was shocked that Kale McCarr took the Norris. But we're going to talk about that. And he also got another award. And then finally, 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 Joe Sackick gets his due. Just a little bit, at least in a nomination. A lot to get to. And we're also going to get to grades as well from game three. And maybe looking a little bit forward to game four. So Kyle and I got a lot to get to today. So why wait? Let's do this. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kale McCarr is your Norris Trophy winner. I got to say, I was a little bit surprised, pleasantly, of course. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, following the Avs since 95, since our teenage years, my friend. Uh, follow the show on social media, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, man. Yeah, the Avalanche, uh, the day off in between games, I should say, for uh, game three and game four for the Stanley Cup final. So the awards were given out in the NHL, and they went back to the live presentation. Very small. (laughs) It it was almost like... backstage at like the the nfl draft where it's just like those (laughs) small tables all over the place very very small venue but so what uh you know at least you got got this thing back in person we were of course (laughs) just looking forward to the norris and we've been talking about the norris for a while and just the gut feeling that i had was this was roman yossi's i think everybody was hung up on the points that he scored which were great you know, you can't deny that he had a good season. But I think for a lot of people around the league who were kind of like paying attention to m- more than that, like, okay, this is a defensive award. We kind of have to incorporate some sort of defense in our in our vote. And I think that's what won the day for Kale McCarr. And in the end, he, he wins it. Yeah. I got to say, I was sitting there watching it with my wife. And she was just uh, reading a book and uh, and we were going to watch like a show. And I'm like, I just want to see this award and then we can shut it off. And I kind of like jump scared her. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. She's like, what? I'm like, you won. And she, and she didn't. I mean, she didn't follow it. Like, I mean, she knows who Kale McCarr is, obviously, but she didn't know the whole story of what happened during the regular season. And she's like, was he not supposed to win? She's like, I thought he was the best. I'm like, well, he is the best <laughs> just in the eyes of the rest of the league. I thought they were going to go in another direction. Glad they didn't. I think this is the first of of many for for Kale McCarr. Yeah, I was uh, watching the NHL Awards with my daughter. Like, this is her first NHL Awards. I was trying to hype it up as a big event. But as an Avs fan, I was telling her, the Avs don't win awards. So you'll see them, (laughs) but they're not going to go home with an award. So she got to watch the NHL Awards broadcasting live from an Olive Garden. And... um, (laughs) 
it was i was i was right there with you i was sitting there and i was telling my daughter i was like look there's kale mccarr and we're like cheering and all that and i was like here comes roman yossi and when they call kale mccarr i jump and i scream and i'm like fist bumping in the air she's like what happened i was like we actually won and then she starts celebrating so it was a big moment it was great but it was so unexpected um it's a great i mean finally he's getting the due he deserves like this is this is big um and i don't think he was even prepared with the speech but it was it was uh yeah it was great for him um and it was it was the calgary flames assistant gm Chris mm-hmm. Snow, who, who, uh, get in that right there, like I saw, like that, his whole family came out, and that, yeah. that, like, is that was just, yeah, that got me. And for a moment, I was like, like, I, it doesn't even matter at this point who went, you know, like yeah. that, that, that's kind of like, you know, what matters. This guy's being with his family for who knows how long. Yeah. So I think that just adds something to it, at least for Kale McCarr, that he can always look back and say, like, Chris knows the yeah. one that, like, gave me this award. We handed me, announced that I won this with my first. They gave award. him a long standing ovation, too. Which, deservedly so, man. It was very nice. That, that, very that nice was touching. Touch. Very, very touching. Um, so, for as far as the voting goes for the Norris, very, very close. This, and we didn't mm-hmm. think this was going to be a runaway. You Ooh. knew it was going to be, you know, the, the final three was Makar, Yossi, and Hedman. Uh, and you had the, the, the talk was back and forth between Makar and Yossi. And it was mm-hmm. so close. Overall points, 1631 for Makar, 1606 for Roman Yossi. Yossi actually had more first place votes, 98 to 92. But out of 195 votes that go in, Kale Makar had first or second place votes in 190 of them. Kale Makar did not have any fourth or fifth place votes. All his votes were either first, second, or third. And third, he only had five. For Roman Yossi, he had uh, the 98 first, 76 second, uh, 17 third, and three fourth. So there were voters out there who put Roman Yossi fourth. There were no voters out there. What's up? (laughs) That's that they were very smart. Well, I mean, I'm okay with Yossi being second. I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, second there, or third, yeah, that's about where yeah. you should land. So there were three voters who put Yossi fourth, there were none who put Kale McCarr fourth, and in the end, that that's won it for him. <clears throat> also, not in what not to be missed, Devon Taves finished eighth in Norris voting. Eighth, he had no first, no second, he had one third, five fourth, and 18 fifth. For 38 points. And he wasn't really close to the person ahead of him in seventh, who was Chris Letang, who had 73 points to Taves 38. But like I said on Twitter, if that doesn't solidify this team or this duo yeah. being the best defensive unit in the league, nothing will. To have the the Norris trophy winner and then his his mate at eight. What else can you say about these two? Nothing. Yeah. Fantastic. And- and, and he like taser he often gets kind of lost in the shuffle when you're talking about that that top line but he has been so clutch all year like game three wasn't his greatest i know it's rough to talk about after game three but like he's been so clutch and i think him being back there it's like a batman and robin on the blue line like yep. he really helps out kale mccarr definitely um <clears throat> interesting enough on the in the heart trophy we'll talk about this for a second mccarr did finish eighth in the heart. He had 48 points, 
Um, and the only thing he didn't get was a first place vote. He did get a second place vote. A few third, more fourth, even more fifth. So he had 48 points. And again, well behind the person who's in front of him uh, in seventh was Kirill Kaprizov, who had 126 to Kale McCarr's 48. But what's telling for me on this, on the Hart Trophy, mm-hmm. is Roman Yossi finished sixth with 241 points. And again, Kale McCarr had 48 points. Yeah, And I had said many times, I think Roman Yossi should finish higher in the heart voting than Kale McCarr should. Than, than Kale McCarr. And Kale McCarr should be winning the Norris. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what voters did here. Voters looked at Yossi and said, he's had a great year. We're going to vote. We're going to lean more heavily on voting for him for the heart but not for the award that awards defense. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened in the voting. So I think the voters did a, a, a good job here, in my opinion. Yeah, especially like the heart is the definition of the most valuable player. And if you're looking for the most valuable player on Nashville, it's Roman Yossi, 1,000%. Yeah. Um, it's an alternating list of names if you're listing off the heart for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. So, of course, Kale would finish behind that, but... I, yeah. I completely agree with you. you. It's good that you see the voting lining up with the actual designation for the awards. Yep. And finally, uh, well, Kamakar also did get uh, voted to the first all-star team of the NHL. So congratulations for that. And then it, it, they they announced the three finalists for GM of the year and they didn't it wasn't a, an award that they handed out. I don't know why they d- they're doing it that way this year. He, Joe Sackick was there. Come on, NHL. Yeah. So, but the funny thing is, man, like when they they, they said that they were going to announce the three finalists at this award show, and he was the third one that they announced. And I'm sitting there watching this, like, you have to be kidding, kidding me. It was yeah. uh, Breezeball from uh, Tampa. It was Chris Drury from New York. And I'm like, I know Sackick is there because I saw him sitting next to Kale McCarr. And then they finally said Joe Sackick. And that is long overdue. Yep. If he didn't get nominated for that this year, there was going to be riots in the streets. We were going to be one of them. Oh, my God. Uh, it it, it would have made no sense. What else would you need this man to do, at least to get nominated? Yeah, um, I feel like he definitely should win it. But I will take a nomination at any point in the game for, for Joe Sackick for that. Yeah, that was one of the reasons I had my daughter watching the NHL awards. I told her if Joe Sackick wasn't nominated, we were going to go up and down the street with like a water gun, and we were just gonna <laughs> we were just gonna riot. She's, yeah, she thought that was fun, but yeah, shoot at cars, like drive by shootings. Yeah, we guns. were going to create yeah. a menace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we uh, hear from Rock Auto, we're gonna do a quick sound check, and this is like NHL awards, specifically Kale McCarr edition. Uh, that's going to go on the LOPN soundcheck playlist over on Spotify. We normally do this after songs, and every once in a while when something special happens, we'll add to it. And this is one of those times. So we're going to do a couple songs right now in honor of the NHL awards that went to Kale McCarr. Go ahead. In the long list of Hall of Famers for the Avalanche, Kale McCarr has the designation of being the first Norris Trophy winner. Mm. So my song from a band called the Velveteen, the Velvet Teen. Okay. You were the first. And I'll just piggyback right off of that. Mine is from the Cold War Kids, and their song is called First. 
I think you have to kind of go with that theme for this. Yeah, first yeah. in history of the the entire franchise, not just the Colorado Avalanche franchise. It's it's mind boggling to think about. Like you're getting right. the first of any award in 2022 for the Avalanche, especially with all the names we talk about all the time. Right. It's it's kind of interesting. Yep. So well deserved. Uh, congratulations, Kel McCarr, and congratulations to Joe Sackick and. Uh, Obviously, Kale took his home. Let's see if uh, Joe can take GM of the year home. And then, obviously, let's hope we can get the grand prize in the Stanley Cup. Imagine if that happens. What a year for the Avalanche, specifically mm-hmm. Kale McCarr. If you win best defenseman, NHL first all-star team, you get the Stanley Cup, maybe the Conn Smythe. I don't know if he's on the outside looking in right now, depending on how he plays in the last few games. If all that stuff happens, I mean, we're looking at a historic year for this dude. We should have got the president's trophy in that <laughs> in that. All right, let's hear from rock auto and then we'll get to some grades. We haven't done grades in a little while. We have the, uh, like we said, the day off and uh, Denker didn't want to join us. I don't know why he didn't want to join us. I mean, his team won. You scared, bro. I don't know what he's so afraid of. Maybe, maybe his boss just scheduled him. Maybe that's just what it boils down to. <laughs> That's what we all said. All right. But Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com so grades for game three the first avalanche loss in these stanley cup final um i think this will be an interesting one and the way we did it last time is kyle kind of just went through and he grouped everybody by grade and um i picked out a couple that i either agreed or disagreed with so uh, i will leave this up to kyle to kind of throw out who he had for each specific grade, and then we'll just discuss it. And I like doing this not only for us to talk about it, but for the people in the comments section to do the mm-hmm. same. So, um, you know, last time we did this, people had some disagreements and had some agreements, and I'm sure that will happen this time. So, no, um, no, not at all. Uh, so, last time we started on the low end, and we'll do that well, or should we start on the high end because we can get that out of the way now? There, I can tell you, yeah, the low end is not an F. Okay, the high end is not an A. <laughs> so we're all in between, basically. We're all in between. There's I, no, there's no A's, right? Nobody got none. an A from you. No, and nobody there's got a, a. Yeah, there's a single B plus, and then okay. it goes from there. All right, and there's no singular F. Nope. Okay, so why don't we start at D? Uh, list off any D's, and then we'll go from there. Um, D, you can't spell Darcy without D. Darcy uh, Kemper with a D. Okay. Um, there, Darcy Kemper. I also have JJ, EJ. Okay. I have Taser listed under a D. Mm, 
It wasn't his best game. It was not a good game from him at all. I also have Abe Kubel with a D. Yeah, it was not his best game either. Uh, and that's everybody? Yeah, I have uh, Darcy Kemper, yeah. JJ, EJ, Taser, and um, Abe Kubel. Yeah, I don't really disagree with most of that. And, and especially the one that sticks out for you, obviously, is Taze because he's so much better than that. We just sang yeah. his praises coming in eighth for the Norris. And then, you know, we're talking about that following not the, the best game for him. Yeah. And that one, you know, pass that he kind of semi whiffed on that went the other way for a, ta- a Tampa goal. <clears throat> that was kind of early in the game. And I don't know if that just got into his head. And then you had to play at the end with Kucherov. Even though I came back out and said, you know, like I mistaken that play, I reverse my my thinking on that play. I don't think Kucherov lost his footing. I think Taves uh, checked him. I don't feel like he was intending to hurt him, but um, you know, he's involved in it. He's involved yeah. in that play, and that that you know, there's some kind of controversy going around that. They said there was not going to be any supplemental discipline for him on it, which I don't think there should be. But it was just, yeah, not. Not his 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 best game, and and you know the other one that obviously sticks out there is Darcy Kemper. Yeah, I I I just don't think it was his his best game, and and you know I was talking with people online, and I'm not sitting here saying like it's all his fault. You know, there's moments where uh, you know defensive lapses and defensive mm-hmm. mistakes had Tampa just sitting pretty right in front of him, and those are sometimes you know difficult saves to make. Yep, but you just want him to save one of those every once in a while and bail out his defense, and and that builds confidence for him. That fil- builds confidence for his team, and he just didn't have it. He didn't yep. have it. And I will say this: I thought about it because I was on the fence, and I'd go back with Kemper in Game Four. I I would go back with Kemper one more time. <clears throat> you you got to throw him back out there. He's really got you here. Not in the playoffs, so to speak. He hasn't had the best playoffs. I get that. But there were times we were talking about him as a Vesna finalist or close to it. Not that he was going to win it, but he was having a very, very good season in the second half of the year. It hasn't been there, but I think you have to continue to show faith in him right now, at least for one more game. Because you are up 2-1, to one, I'm okay with you putting him back out there, but I will say it's a short leash. You, you took him out after five goals. I would say depending on if he gives up three in a certain amount of time, I think he's out. Can I give you a, a little counterpoint on that? Definitely. It just, I've, it, I, I know the, the philosophy of he got you here. Like he's been our number one, yep. but have you seen the performance of, playoff JT Comfer, playoff Cogliano. Yep. Like they're completely different animals. And playoff Darcy Kemper is a completely different animal. I and agree with that. <clears throat> like I get I'm not taking anything away from everything Darcy Kemper has done this year. And it's been amazing. And serious stick taps to you, bud. If you're not landing a job here in Colorado, you're getting another job because of your performance this season. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the playoffs, like we were talking about leaving JT Comfort and Cogliano off the playoff roster because of the regular season performance. And they have been crucial and vital in the playoffs so far when it comes to numbers and performance and how the team plays. I just don't see why you would give Darcy another chance in Tampa. If you, they, you know, the old saying a series doesn't start until you win one on the road. 
Pavel Francos right now gives you the best opportunity to do that. Like this is not a earn earn your spot kind of thing. We're here to win games because this is the end of the road. No matter what you do, win or lose, there yeah. you you're not earning a contract or a job or a here you go, bud. We're here to win games, and Frankie gives you the best chance to do that right now. I think Frankie gives you a good chance. Um, maybe, does he give you the best chance right now? Yeah, I, I think that's that's up for debate and i and i would be totally understanding of people to say that he does uh but you know you threw out jt confer he didn't have the best start to the playoffs then that that uh nashville series if i'm not mistaken i don't think he had a single point i could be wrong there if you want somebody wants to effort um, and, and check that yeah. <clears throat> um but he didn't really start picking it up until kind of late in the st louis series that carried over into the edmonton series but anyway, I say that just to say this, like, yeah, guy, even in the playoffs, guys can have ups and downs. Kemper's, Kemper's had, I'd say, more downs than ups. And I know maybe I'm like going, you're saying like, why the heck are you going to go with this guy if you're not really saying that he's having like the best postseason? I, I just, it's just how kind of I am. I just feel like you give guys opportunity. And with the opportunity right now with the abs is they are up two to one, right? Yeah. And like I said, it's a short leash. I'm not leaving him out there on an island. And and because you're up two to one, that's why I put him back out there. If the Az were down one to two, that means you clearly like he's losing games, then I probably wouldn't put him out there right now. But he had he had a shutout, 16 saves. I get that. You won game one, which was in overtime. So it's not like he is the sole reason why they're why why they lost that game. And He's played all three of these games and they're up two to one. So I just feel like because he's been your horse for most of this. Look what look what Edmonton did with Mike Smith. Right? Like yeah. that, that's he while he is a you know inferior goalie to what the Avalanche can can do on offense, they kept putting him out there because that's who they rode all season. And you try to work through it. And I know it's a shorter schedule when come playoff time, but this this will be it. For me, like this right here is the Darcy Kemper test. If he gets through this one with a win, maybe he gets some confidence back and you keep you push it as far as it can go. If it gets off the rails early, he's out and and Francois comes in. And this is not a knock on Francois. I'm not putting yep. Kemper out there to knock Francois. It's just my thinking of like this is the guy you pay to get you where you've where you are, kind of. Um so I go with him, but I completely understand the Frankie people. Completely yeah. understand. It. And and to your JT Comfort point, he scored two assists in the final game of the Nashville series, and then that's where the scoring began. So, so okay, first so three, he, oh, goose eggs. First three and everything. Okay, all right. Uh, let's move up to the C's. C's to get degrees. The lowest ranked C. I have one C minus, and that would be Arturi Lekanen. Hmm. Okay. He was on the verge of that D, almost bad, but. There was nothing out of Lekkonen. Like, it was a lot of nothing out of Lekkonen. And I was very disappointed. I'm like, finished the night as a minus three. Yeah. He like, it's, it was not a good effort from Lekkonen. And he went ghost mode and he was on some bad beats. So, a C minus for Lekkonen. Okay. The C group is long and lengthy. <laughs> All right. You have Manson with a flat C. He had some bad moments, but he also had some good moments. So oh, yeah. I give Manson a C. I give Helm a C. 
uh, Jesse's brother, a C, Nathan McKinnon. Ooh, a C, a C. Okay, keep going. Uh, LOC is a C. Cogliano was teetering on. I was about. To, I was sitting on C, C minus, and D. Just because of the stupidity of that fight and throwing punches right after we get you back, that really bothered me. Like, yeah, you don't do that. We've been waiting on you to come back, and that's what you do. But he got a C, and to finish it out would be New Hook. Okay, New Hook is a C. All right, um, I, I don't think Nathan McKinnon is a C to me. I think Nathan McKinnon played very well. Like, it, it looks bad. It was was he? A, I think he was a minus three as well, too. Right? Yep. Uh, he was a minus three. No. He was minus, no, it was minus two. Two. He was minus two. Uh, but nothing on the stat sheet. No, no goals. No, he hasn't scored a goal in this in this final yet. Yeah, and uh, we've but, excused it to this point. And that's where I'm like, see. Uh, I wouldn't really say excuse because like he, he's getting his shots, man. Like he he's he, the effort level is is at an a high for him. He's not like he's not invisible. I mean, like you don't want to see that. Like Nathan McKinnon is out there. He is he's hustling his butt off, which you would expect. It he just hasn't been able to to crack the net. But um, it's not for for lack of trying. And there there were very rare occasions where yeah, like Nathan McKinnon was just invisible. Um, it's not this series. Uh, I, I and I'm not saying I would just you know shoot him up to an A. I, I agree with you that nobody really deserves an A for this one. No, but I would probably put him towards the higher end of of grading for this uh, game, and probably put him at, at a solid B. And and that's that's just for the effort. And you know he was giving it his all, and you could see that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's I, I'd like to see a little bit more because. The rest of his line mates are in the next category. Okay. Of your B's. Um, you have Bo Byram with a B. Kale McCarr with a B. These are flat B's. Okay. Bo Byram, Kale McCarr. Um, I do have two B minuses, and that's Nuke and Miko Rantanen. And, Both of them. Okay. And um, I have one more. The B plus is Landeskog. Yeah, because he took that the whole team put him on his back dough and went on there and scored like he he want he would not accept defeat. Yeah, in the early portion of that game, and the last B flat B. Yeah, would be Frankie. <laughs> you freaking love this guy. Well, man. no, <laughs> he the one goal he let up was on a power play. Everything else, yeah. Like, no, I mean he he came in and he. And he you know, he let up the one and that was it. So, I mean, I guess he if you gave want to the say, avalanche every chance they could right. to get back in that game, which yes. is what you want in that position. Right. right. Um, I agree with, with Landis Gaga and I would even put uh nuke up that yeah, and you did. And he's, he's at a B he, he's been playing great. Yeah. And it just sucks that, you know, that goal got taken away from him. Yeah. Cause I just would another, if he would have had that and the ads going to win this thing, like he, I think right now he, he would be the avalanche front runner for the con Smythe. Con Smythe, yeah. I would say. Uh Byram, yeah. Byram just is he's impressing me every single game. Yeah. There's time there's there's a couple times where I just like he just seems like the moment is getting to him and he's a little bit skittish with the puck on his stick. 
So he will make not he won't make like an errant pass to a a player, but he'll kind of just dump it in and just fling it around the boards uh, just to keep it in the zone, which is a good thing. It's it's not a bad play. It's just uh, I wish you could have like maybe kept the puck on your stick, maybe try to get by a a defender instead of just like giving the puck up. Um, But that's kind of just like nitpicking. It's, It's nothing where he's like turning the puck over. It's just. And when he does that, I just feel like he's he's just being a little bit too quick to get rid of the puck because he doesn't want to make a mistake, which, again, I, I can be okay with because he's not forcing himself into that. It's almost like he can see the mistake coming. Yeah. So he just gets rid of the puck so he's not to blame for anything. And, and like, I see the exact same thing you do with, like, his little bit of hesitation. But the thing that, like, it kind of excites me for next season because he's learning this in the Stanley Cup like yeah. how dangerous is this guy about to be next year? Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, that's have, I have an all season of just you know getting get you know get just another year comfortable with the team, you know the camaraderie with the team, getting you know going into like training camp knowing you're one of the guys. Not you yeah, know, even though he really was that this year, but next year it's like solidified that he is. Yeah, you really look forward to stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Quickly, I guess, you know, what What do we think for, for tonight, man? I, I mean, what do the Avs have to do? Do they really need to? Whenever you have this, whenever you have a team that, like, loses, especially in the playoffs, everybody looks to adjustments. What do you think the Avalanche need to do to kind of swing this thing back in their favor and go back to Denver with a 3-1 to one lead, which is what everybody wants? I'm calling on the poster boys. I'm calling on Nathan McKinnon. I'm call, Like, Gabe's already stepped up. Miko. Um, Kale, like, uh, it, giving me wonderful sound bites are one thing. Go out there and claim this win. Like yeah. it's a, it's go time. Yeah, I think for the Abs, you what worked for you in game one and two clearly was the speed, and you, the Lightning did a good job of taking that away. So I'm really, I thought we'd have, um, Nazem Kadri and. Burkowski back for this game. Yeah. I don't know so much right now. I yeah. got just the vibe I'm getting is maybe Kadri and unlikely for Burkowski because from what I hear, Burkowski's still in Denver. He could he could fly over there in the morning and, and be ready for the game. But I don't know. It's just one of those gut feelings that I don't like what I'm hearing out of Burkowski, at least for game four. And I think there's a chance Kadri plays in, in game four. But I, I also don't think it's just going to be forced. I don't think it's because again, because the Avs are up two to one. I think they would if if he's kind of iffy. I would say, all right, sit this game out. If we lose it, then fine, we go back two to two, and then you're going to play then in front of the home crowd and watch Ball Arena explode. I have a feeling if we won Game Three, Nas would be a lock for Game Four. Now that this series is going back to Ball Arena, it's going to be. Game four is a possibility. Um, when we get back to Ball Arena, it's going to be a game time decision for Nas. Like, hey, are you good? And mm. I like if this was the possibility of a sweep, he'd be in game four for that series clinching game. I've... Yeah, I, if, if they won game three, I don't know. I think they would have just kept them out longer. Just be like, hey, we're up three to nothing in this series. He wants to you be I mean? in that moment with that team. When he would be on that, for a little bit. You're right. I mean, that, that's another thing where he might force the issue and be like, if we're yep. going for a sweep, I'm going to be out there. Obviously, yep. that's not the case right now. So now it's handled a little bit different. He would play like six minutes, 
like oh you think it'd be yeah like a couple shifts just enough to get out there and like help out enough to justify being out there like mcdermott minutes honestly in the cup and yeah because honestly if you're up three nothing it's a little dangerous when you're playing tampa you know what i mean if if you're up three nothing on tampa you've got momentum like you're just ready to close the door on them and that would that would be what that is uh, but for the Avs, like I said, I think they have to get back to the speed. I think you have to try to 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 force Tampa into committing penalties because they are yeah. struggling to stop you when you are on the power play. Make them, you know, overcommit and and have some stupid penalties, which they've shown that they can do from time to time. Um, and and just you have to figure out a way to get back to what was working for Game One and Two, because. I don't want to say it fully didn't work for game three because you just had so many mistakes. Yep. That's the thing. I don't think you need to overhaul this thing. Eliminate those, those stupid like mental lapses, continue to play your game. And I think you'll be, you'll be just fine. You'll be more in this game than you were because of those mental lapses. It's yeah, not, all it's not a massive overhaul. Just tighten it up. That's all you have to do. Just tighten it up. That's mm. literally it. We'll see. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to talk about game four and how it went. Hopefully it's in the win column for the ads and they can head back to Denver and wrap that thing up. That would be just poetic. Mm. But uh, once again, congratulations to Mr. Camelcar and Joe Sackick. And uh, thank you everybody for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on all our social media platforms and join the Twitter space, which Kyle hosts each and every game. Uh, over on Twitter. So that's going to wrap it up for us, everybody. Thank you for making this first listen today once again. And uh, we will be back tomorrow to break down game four. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.